From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Everybody, this is Mike De Niro from the Wrestling DeLorean podcast from the Lords of Gotham, and now we are going to be embarking on a new journey. This is the Couples Crime Therapy, and by we, I'm not just talking about me. I am joined here by my lovely fiance. Take it away. Hi, everyone. My name is Angela. Welcome to the podcast world, Angela. Thank you. So yes, we are a couple, but we are now also co-hosts on the Couples Crime Therapy podcast. So why don't you tell them what we'll be talking about on this podcast? Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Like, the main thing is true crimes and even unsolved mysteries. But that's not it. We're not talking about just true crimes and unsolved mysteries. We're going to dive deep into cults. We're going to dive deep into serial killers we're gonna get real morbid on this podcast we're gonna get real crazy on this podcast are we not okay well i don't know what that voice was but why don't you tell them what we're talking about on our debut podcast next week well on our debut next week we're going to start things out with the notorious andre rand the cropsy episode cropsy we are from where are we from (laughs) we're from staten island and guess what so was Andre Rain. And the thing is, that was randomly chosen from a list of crazy ass stories that we have in the bank for us. So, where can they find this podcast? And when can they find this podcast? You can catch this podcast every Monday, wherever you like to enjoy your podcast. Podcasts like the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Oh, here we go with the cheap plugs now. Hey, hey, hey. Let me be. All right, all right, all right. But I hope everyone tunes in next Monday to Couples Crime Therapy. We're going to have a good time, are we not? Definitely. So check us out next week. Peace out. And we'll see you next Monday. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mike De Niro. Before we get into this super stack show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you for listening to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Without your support, there is no us. So thank you for checking it out. Thank you for hitting that download button. And I'm not just talking domestically. I'm talking about our fans all over the world. I'm talking about India. I'm talking about Taiwan, the Philippines, Canada, Mexico. I'm talking about the UK, Ireland. Nigeria, Chile, Brazil. We got a global fan base, ladies and gentlemen, and it's all due to your support. Thank you so much. We appreciate y'all. 
Make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And make sure you now follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Don't sleep on TikTok. It is not just for little girls doing dances. It is also for promoting. So make sure you check out our Wrestling DeLorean page on TikTok. Like I said, we got a super stack show for you guys today. We're talking about AEW last night. They returned to Wednesday nights, the last show in Daily's Place for quite a while. Also, we're going to be giving you the news and notes, of, of course. And then we're going to be strapping in our seatbelt, going into the Wrestling DeLorean and going back to 2006 as we make an impact and talk about Against All Odds 2006, the TNA pay-per-view extravaganza. So we got a lot to talk about today. So before we get into all that, I also want to say, make sure Monday, July 5th, you check out my new podcast along with my fiance Angela, Couples Crime Therapy. If you're into serial killers, if you're into true crime, unsolved mysteries, and all that good shit, we're going to be talking all about that. First episode, July 5th, we're going to be talking about Andre Rand, Cropsy. If you don't know what that is, don't Google it. Don't research it. Find out from the Couples Crime Therapy. Tune in on Monday. So like I said, without further ado, let's get into the Super Stack Show right now. What's good, everybody? I hope you all enjoyed your Wednesday night, and I hope you're enjoying it Thursday morning, whether you're going to work, whether you're sitting at home having breakfast. You are having breakfast with Mike De Niro. So thank you very much for bringing me into your living room today. Let's start out today with our news and notes for the day. We don't have much to talk about, but we have a lot to talk about these couple things, right? So, WWE producer and former Impact Wrestling superstar, who I also talk about today on Making an Impact, cheap plug. Make sure you tune into the end of the show. Don't just listen to the first five minutes. But anyway, so make sure you listen because we're going to be talking about this guy a lot more today. He had a title match in his uh, in 2006. But anyway, WWE producer Sanjay Dutt, former Impact Wrestling X Division champion, former TNA uh, exhibition standout. Sanjay Dutt was working as a producer for the WWE. He was just recently let go and instantly now has a job with AEW. It was announced last night that Sanjay Dutt has signed with AEW and he will be running, he will be a coach and producer. And I could even see him possibly stepping back in the ring. This guy is one of the greatest exhibition wrestlers of all time. So he knows the style that AEW has because if you think about what the exhibition was back in the day, it's pretty much what everybody's doing today. They were the trendsetters. They were the guys who made it you know, possible to do these things. So maybe Sanjay Dutt could lend his expertise to some of the younger guys and tell them to slow down a little bit, make sure these moves make sense. You know, Sanjay is a very, very talented guy, a very smart wrestler, and he's very, very knowledgeable about the wrestling business. So hopefully he could bring a little bit more of that clarity to some of the younger wrestlers today. Now... Controversy took place last week after AEW's Saturday Night Dynamite. When the cameras went off the air, Eddie Kingston cut a promo where he apparently said that the WWE locker room has no heart. Now, this did not sit well with WWE Hall of Famer Bully Ray because on Busted Open Radio, Bully Ray called out Eddie Kingston for it. He said that, you know, if that was Jericho, if that was Big Show, if that was Cody Rhodes... He would understand it, being that they had gripes with WWE, being that they have prior knowledge of the WWE system. But being that that is Eddie Kingston, someone who was never with the company, it just doesn't sound right coming from him. And he said he's not picking on Eddie because Eddie Kingston, he said, quote, if I had to go into a promo war with anybody and I got to pick one person, I'd pick Eddie Kingston. But in this case, the quote was, 
Bully Ray saying to Eddie Kingston, shut the fuck up and know your place. And that, you know, that really is strong words coming from such a big figure in wrestling like Bully Ray. So, so I know Eddie Kingston did make a, a response on Twitter to Bully Ray. He said that something around about having like the heart of like the ECW wrestlers and whatnot. I mean, I agree with both sides. Like, I know, I, I highly doubt Eddie Kingston. I'm sure, first of all, I'm sure Eddie Kingston has friends who, I actually, I know for sure he has friends who work for the WWE. So, I don't think that Eddie Kingston was taking shots at the WWE just to be malicious. I think he was trying to rally up the troops. I think he was trying to rally up the fans, being that both companies were going back on the road and letting the fans know, like, hey, if you want the true product, check out AEW, not the WWE. Because, you know, like, at the end of the day, this is a quasi-war between the WWE and the AEW. So, I, I understand where he's coming from. But, on the other hand, I also do understand where Bully Ray is coming from. Because Bully Ray also is, again, from the outside looking in. And he, who, me, just like me, is kind of sick and tired of the WWE references on AEW programming. I went on a big rant last week talking about how Tony Khan needs to stop bringing up the WWE. Tony Khan needs to stop mentioning the WWE at any moment that he gets because he he's doing it to he's doing it to strengthen his ego. And in my opinion, like I love AEW and hell, I'm a big fan of Tony Khan himself. I just feel that it, it comes from a place of insecurity. If People in the media ask you questions about your own product and you have to belittle the WWE product without them even asking about the WWE. What does that say about your your insecurities about your own product? Now, he shouldn't have insecurities about his own product. AEW is a phenomenal product. But like I talked about last week, Tony Khan mentioning the WWE every chance he gets. Like, oh, what did you think of uh, Double or Nothing? Oh, it was better than WrestleMania. Oh, you have Sting, right? What do you think of having Sting on your roster? Oh, we were going to treat him better than WWE did. Like, that bullshit, it's like, that's insecurities, you know what I mean? So the fact of the matter is, is it's not just Tony Khan. A lot of wrestlers, whether it is the Young Bucks, whether it is Eddie Kingston now, whether it is Chris Jericho or Cody Rhodes, they always feel the need to add WWE in their, in their promos or to talk shit about the WWE. So basically, WWE is living in AEW's head rent-free. I don't see WWE mentioning AEW every chance that they get. So in that case, you know, it's nothing wrong with AEW. It's just run your own race. If you want to be the alternative to the WWE, then stop comparing yourself to the WWE or you will be compared. And in a comparison to the WWE, you lose. You might have the better wrestling to the WWE, but overall product, overall brand establishment, overall production value, you lose. WWE is too polished to go against. But if you're booking yourselves as the alternative to WWE, then be the alternative to WWE. Stop comparing yourselves to the WWE. That's all I got to say about that. When we come back, speaking of AEW, after this commercial break, we'll be talking all about last night's AEW return to Wednesday night, whether it is AEW Dynamite or WWE Dynamite. We'll talk about that and JR all when we come back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. 
and Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, AEW Dynamite returned to Wednesday, and it was one hell of a show. I got to say, this guy had to be the best AEW Dynamite in at least the last two months. Really strong episode of Dynamite. Really strong episode. And we had a bit of an emotional goodbye to Jacksonville for quite a while. But AEW last night played a video package to end the show that was definitely a tearjerker. But let's, let's, let's talk about some of this crazy action of AEW Dynamite last night. Because it was one hell of a show. Let's, let's talk about it. Last night, Dynamite started out hot. Chris Jericho came out. He's going to be on commentary for this episode of AEW. And it also started out hot in the ring because we had one hell of a match to start out the show between the Young Bucks, who look like absolute weirdos with their new uh, facial hair. But they go against Pentagon, El Cero, well, Penta, El Cero, Miedo, and Eddie Kingston. And this was one hell of a matchup. Pentagon was so crisp in this. Everything he did just looked so fluid and crisp. Great match. This crowd was eating it up the whole match. There was uh, some interference from the Good Brothers later on in the matchup. Uh, Kaz evens the odds, the elite hunter. And this all leads to a big, phenomenal victory for Pentagon and Kingston. Really good matchup, like I said. I give this a four stars, man. This was just a great way to start the show hot and just really just... You know, AEW started the show hot and it didn't really fizzle out. It stayed hot and consistent the whole night. Next, we got Christian Cage cutting, well, not cutting a promo, but giving some encouragement to uh, Jungle Boy. He's he's now in the mentor role. Luchasaurus comes in and he thanks Christian Cage for having Jungle Boy's back. And he says that he's back now. And since he had Jungle Boy's back, Luchasaurus has Christian Cage's back. We got an in-ring interview with all ego Ethan Page. He says that he's going to be the nail in the coffin to Darby Allen, Darby Allen can't escape him. Whether it's the Indies or here, no one hurt Darby Allen like he hurts Darby Allen. This leads to Sting coming out, and he's dragging a casket behind him. And surprise, surprise, popping out the casket is Darby Allen. And we got a big brawl: Darby Allen and Sting brawling with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Darby Allen goes, and he's raking at the eyes of uh, of Ethan Page. He he has long fingernails, and he's digging them into the eyes of Ethan Page here, and. This leads to Ethan Page saying that, you know, 
he, he's moving the matchup to Fighter Fest if Darby Allen could not touch him for one week. So now the coffin match got moved from Road Rager to Fighter Fest. At first I was like, that's a little weird, but then I realized, you know, later on in the night when they announced what was going down at Road Rager next week, there's a lot of matches going down, and there's a lot of shit jam-packed until next week's episode. So I can understand them wanting to give this a little bit more time and moving it a week later. So, we got that move moved to Fighter Fest. Next, we got Jack Evans versus Jungle Boy. This was a pretty solid matchup. Jungle Boy wins with the snare trap. The Hardy Family Office, I finally got their name right. They attack the Jurassic Express. Afterwards, the big brawl. Christian Cage takes it to Matt Hardy, finally. It looks like we're on a showdown to Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. That should be a really good matchup. Some nostalgia there, right? MJF cuts a promo. He says next week, he's going to offer... Chris Jericho, the ultimate opportunity. He says he has some stipulations if Chris Jericho wants to face him one-on-one again. So, this is very reminiscent of the Cody Rhodes feud with uh, MJF, where MJF gave him all this like things that Cody Rhodes and tasks that Cody Rhodes has to get through in order for him to get to MJF. So, we'll see what he has in store for Jericho next week. Andrade El Idolo, he had a sit-down interview Next week, he says he's going to make an example out of Matt Seidel. Andrade El Idolo makes his in-ring debut for AEW at Road Rager when he faces Matt Seidel. That should be a really good matchup. Two very talented wrestlers. I don't see why that wouldn't like produce a great matchup and succeed. Tony Schiavone brings out the AEW champ, Kenny Omega, who is also sporting a very weird-looking facial hair. He looks like Lemmy from... From uh, Motorhead, for those who don't know Lemmy, rest in peace Lemmy. If you don't know who Lemmy is, think, it's all about the game and how you play it. That Lemmy. Yeah, that Lemmy. Anyway, he says that he beat everyone in AEW. He says he's beat the best athlete in AEW, not named Kenny Omega, in Pac. He's beat the craziest brawler in in, uh, Kingston. He said he beat the badass in John Moxley. He beat the fastest in Matt Seidel. He beat the up and comer in uh, in Jungle Boy. He beat the highest merch seller in Orange Cassidy. So who's left for him to beat? He said there's no one left for him to beat. So he's going to take some time off. This leads to the Dark Order coming out and saying that they think differently. They think that there's a certain cowboy that he has not beaten yet. So it is planting the seeds. For Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page for the AEW champion. Long-term story building and story lines, baby. That's what I love AEW. AEW is notorious for their long-term stories. This story's been going on since the first year of AEW. The whole feud between Kenny Omega and Hangman Page has been going on for quite a while. And it will culminate, hopefully, at All Out for the AEW championship. Speaking of championships, next we get the TNT Championship match. It is Miro versus Brian Pillman Jr. Miro has new music and he has a new gimmick. He is the Redeemer. He is the Messiah. He has a he, he keeps going by as Jesus Christ's favorite wrestler, God's favorite wrestler. So he's really playing into that. And to be honest, it really fits him. I really like this uh, character for Miro. 100% different than what he came in doing with the stupid video game bullshit with Kip Sabian. He ain't playing around no more. He's a fucking monster like he should have been booked as. To be honest, I could see Miro holding this TNT title for a long, long time. 
he makes quick work of Brian Pillman, which I was a little upset about. I wanted to see more of a competitive match, but I understand why they did this. He made quick work of Brian Pillman. Next, we see in the back, Hangman Page confronts the Dark Order. He says that, you know, why did you volunteer me for this? And they say that, hey, calm down. Your time is now. You know, it's your time. You're ready. So he starts thinking about it. It is announced that on July 14th in Austin, Texas, it will be Team Taz member Brian Cage versus Team Taz member the medically cleared Ricky Starks. And we're going to have a showdown because all this animosity within Team Taz has been causing a lot of problems. We get Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero versus Britt Baker and Rebel. Unfortunately, in this match, Rebel got injured. Um, I don't know exactly on the spot, but I know she was carried out after the matchup. Uh, to my surprise, Vicky Guerrero actually wrestled the matchup. I, I thought that it was going to be a surprise or, you know, I thought she was going to have like a trick up her sleeve. But no, she actually got in there and got her hands dirty. But it wasn't enough because Britt Baker put the lockjaw on Vicky Guerrero. She taps out. But afterwards, Nyla Rose gets the last laugh as she's attacking Britt Baker and she puts her through a table. Powerbomb from the apron. Really vicious spot here. Next week, we're going to get uh, Jake Hager and Proud and Powerful going against FTR and Wardlow. That should be a really good matchup. So we got a promo here between Santana Ortiz and Jake Hager. They said that Conan is going to be in their corner next week. So Conan will be returning to AEW. That's really awesome. Main event of the night, MJF versus Sammy Guevara. This was a phenomenal matchup. It lived up to the hype and then some. These two guys went crazy in this matchup. They were matching each other tick for tat. Crazy as dive where uh, Sammy Guevara jumped from the ring all the way to like the fourth row. Insane, man. This was a great matchup. In the end, though, unfortunately, due to interference from the pinnacle, Sean Spears hitting Sammy Guevara in the head with the steel chair. MJF picks up the victory. He wins the matchup. But that's not how we end the show. We end the show with AEW having a tribute and a montage. Montage. A montage. <laughs> a montage. A montage to Jacksonville. And on here we see uh, the last 15 month of highlights of AEW. And, you know, AEW was in a pandemic and was in Jacksonville for more than over half its lifespan. So... You know, a lot of the big AEW moments that happened for this company happened in Jacksonville in front of no fans. So we've seen all that, and it got really emotional when they showed Brody Lee. Oh my God, rest in peace, John Huber. It's it's like still unreal to me. But yeah, this was a really good way to close out the show. Unfortunately, though, the show doesn't close out without a little mishap from good old JR. At the end, JR says, you know, there's nothing like WWE Dynamite. Unfortunately, you know, he made a mistake. The guy is a wrestling legend. The guy is getting up there in age. He's been around for years. He's going to make mistakes like that. You know, people calling him a liability. Like, look, it happens. Like, how many times do I call AEW WWE? Or how many times when I'm talking about NXT do I say AEW accidentally? Like, it happens. So I'm going to cut him some slack. What a great episode of AEW. 4.5 out of 5 stars. An amazing episode to close out their journey, their 15th month journey in Jacksonville. This was one hell of a stretch for AEW. For a company that literally just started, they survived the pandemic. They are thriving now. They became even bigger during the pandemic. So, 
I got to say, I think they're going to be sticking around for quite a while. Good episode of AEW. When we come back, you better strap in your seatbelts because we are going on a ride in the Wrestling DeLorean. We're going to 2006, February 12th, TNA Wrestling Against All Odds pay-per-view. It is a stacked show with lots of good wrestling, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. morning you know what that means it is time for the latest edition of making an impact when we go back in time and discuss tna from its impact days on spike tv and going beyond we are going to be talking about tna against all odds their next pay-per-view extravaganza what a stack show this was i i enjoyed the show it, it definitely had its high spots it had some pretty you know mediocre spots but the high spots hit right, so we we had a fun time watching it. Let's let's get into TNA against all odds, 2006. This show was taking place at the world famous Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida, which most of their you know pay-per-views took place at this time, but yeah, this was a crazy stack show. We had a good opening package to start the show. First match of the show, we have Austin Aries and Roderick Strong versus The Naturals. This was a really good opener, lots of fun interactions, and a lot of good chemistry between these two teams. 
But it seems like the push of Austin Aries and Roger Strong has come to an end. And the return to the victory column for the Naturals here. As the Naturals, former two-time NWA Tag Team Champions, pick up the victory on Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. After this, we got a promo between AMW and Team Canada. Larry Zabisco says that tonight, if anyone interferes in the main event, they will be fired on the spot, which we grow to see. That's not true. Anyway, spoiler alert. We got a four-way exhibition match here. It is Alex Shelley and P.D. Williams. Well, it's Alex Shelley versus P.D. Williams versus Matt Belly versus Jay Lethal, who's been used as enhancement talent up until this point, but really been impressing the fans and the eyes of TNA management. And, hey, Jay Lethal, breakout performance in this matchup, picks up the victory on three of the exhibition's pillars here. As he defeats Alex Shelley, P.D. Williams, and Matt Bentley in a surprise. Like I said, breakout performance for P- uh, for uh, Jay Lethal here. He wins this matchup. He is here to stay. Next, we got a promo from Rhino talking about tonight's false count anywhere match against Abyss. Which leads to not Rhino versus Abyss. We got LAX versus the James Gang. Apollo is gone. Homicide is now teaming up with a wrestler named Machete. This is before Super Mex. I, I can't wait for Hernandez just to come because I hate these random pairings of Homicide and whoever they could pick out of the Spanish community here. Uh, the James Gang picks up the victory, but then they get jumped right after the matchup, which leads to Bullet Bob Armstrong coming out and making the save. It looked like Conan backed down to the old man. Conan backed down to the old man. He didn't back down to Tully Blanchard, though, last week. <laughs> anyway, uh, next we got... AMW versus Chris Sabin and Sanjay Dutt, who we talked about earlier, who's now part of AEW as a coach. It's funny, up to this point, there was no singles match. Every one of these matches so far has four or more men in it so far. So a lot of multi-man matches here. But AMW pick up the win. Good match here for the NWA Tag Team Champions. I didn't think Chris Sabin and Sanjay Dutt was going to be AMW. It was pretty predictable, but nonetheless, still a good matchup. Chris Saban, who was coming into this matchup with an injured ankle, got his ankle worked over during this matchup. Sanjay Dutt had some nice sequences with James Storm. But yeah, good victory to add to the win column for AMW. Next, we got Jeff Jarrett. He's cutting a promo, and he's cut off by Monty Brown. And Monty Brown is basically saying that he's next in line for the uh, world champion. So Jeff Jarrett agrees. He says, no matter what happens tonight, you get the next title shot. Next, we got Rhino versus Abyss. The first singles match of the night. Really good matchup. This was an insane brawl that just went all over the arena. Something that's been the custom for Rhino lately here in CNA. But not only was it an insane brawl, they took it up a notch. They did some crazy insane shit. The finish of this match came when Rhino gores Abyss off the bleachers, crashing down 10 feet into four tables. Think about that. Think about it. That sounds like some shit that comes out of that new ultra-violent wrestling video game that they got in production. Crazy-ass spot. Abyss was not moving for quite a while. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Rhino picks up the victory. Abyss is carried to the back. Insane. Next, we got a rematch from the Unbreakable pay-per-view. The best match in TNA history. We got the rematch here. It is Samoa Joe defending his X-Division title against AJ Styles. And Christopher Daniels. And this was an absolute phenomenal match. 
This is the match of the night. This is the match of the year so far. Really great matchup. I don't think it was better or even at the level of Unbreakable. I think it's maybe a half a notch below Unbreakable. But still go out of way, your way to see this match. This is a match that not many people talk about. Insane. The sequences in this match was just crazy. Samoa Joe, though, picks up the victory. He walks out. Still your X Division champion. Whew. This match was great, man. Samoa Joe looked like an absolute monster. AJ Styles, everything he did looked so crisp. And Christopher Daniels is Christopher Daniels. The guy is just an amazing guy. Really, really good matchup here. Still your X Division champion, though, walking out of Against All Odds. The Samoan Submission Machine. The undefeated monster, Samoa Joe. Next, we got Team 3D versus Team Canada. This was a pretty good matchup, but this was more to let the crowd breathe a little bit before the main event. Team 3D picks up the victory, but after the match, AMW attacks Team 3D, which leads to Ronda Truth Killings coming out and making the save. There's going to be a bit of a uh, partnership here between Ronda Truth Killings and Team 3D, it seems. Main event time, Christian Cage versus Jeff Jarrett. This matchup was for your NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and it was quite a good matchup. Christian Cage picks up the victory here, even against all odds, no pun intended, with constant interference from Gail Kim, with constant ref bumps, with constant overbooked bullshit. But anyway, Christian Cage picks up the victory in a good matchup. It wasn't the best matchup. It wasn't nowhere near the X Division title matchup, but still a good matchup and a great moment for Christian Cage, proving to himself that he could, you know, be a main event star, that he's not just the bridesmaid. He is officially the bride. But afterwards, we have a huge celebration Rhino leads the crowd to enter the ring, and we have we have the fucking crowd jumping in the ring with Christian Cage. They got him on his shoulders. Huge celebration. Really feel-good moment. You know, at this point, Jeff Jarrett seemed to hold that title for a long-ass time, so it was good to see Christian Cage actually beat Jeff Jarrett for that title. I really enjoyed this. Good, good matchup. Great show, in my opinion. I give it a 3 and. I give it a three and three quarters out of five. Some of these beginning matches were just thrown together, it seemed. But when we got past the tag match and we went into Rhino versus Abyss, which was great, and then the exhibition title match, which was phenomenal, and then a really good main event with a feel-good moment, I give it a good three and three quarters out of five. Good matchup. Make sure you tune in next week to Making an Impact for all the fallout for the show every Thursday we have Making an Impact. I hope everyone has a great day. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Make sure you check out Impact Wrestling on Access TV tonight. We'll be talking all about it tomorrow on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Make sure you tune in on Monday for my new podcast along with my fiance, Angela. We're going to be talking about crime. We're going to be talking about serial killers. We're talking about unsolved mysteries. Tune in to the Couples Crime Therapy Podcast every Monday, starting on Monday, July 5th. Our first episode's on Andre Rand. Like I said, if you don't know who Andre Rand is, don't look it up. Wait into the podcast, because we will tell you all about the craziness of Cropsy here in Staten Island. Hope everyone has a great day. Follow us on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod, and follow us on TikTok at WrestlingDeloreanPod. And make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast.
What's good, everybody? This is Mike De Niro from the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast from the Lords of Gotham. And now we are going to be embarking on a new journey. This is the Couples Crime Therapy. And by we, I'm not just talking about me. I am joined here by my lovely fiance. Take it away. Hi, everyone. My name is Angela. Welcome to the podcast world, Angela. Thank you. So, yes, we are a couple, but we are now also co-hosts on the Couples Crime Therapy Podcast. So why don't you tell them what we'll be talking about on this podcast? Well, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. Like, the main thing is true crimes and even unsolved mysteries. But that's not it. We're not talking about just true crimes and unsolved mysteries. We're going to dive deep into cults. We're going to dive deep into... Serial killers. We're going to get real morbid on this podcast. We're going to get real crazy on this podcast. Are we not? Okay, well, I don't know what that voice was, but why don't you tell them what we're talking about on our debut podcast next week? Well, on our debut next week, we're going to start things out with the notorious Andre Rand, the Cropsy episode. Cropsy. We are from, where are we from? (laughs) We're from Staten Island. And guess what? So was Andre Rain. And the thing is, that was randomly chosen from a list of crazy ass stories that we have in the bank for us. So, where can they find this podcast? And when can they find this podcast? You can catch this podcast every Mondays, wherever you like to enjoy your podcast. Podcasts like the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Oh, here we go with the cheap plugs now. Hey, hey, hey. Let me be. All right, all right, all right. But I hope everyone tunes in next Monday to Couples Crime Therapy. We're going to have a good time, are we not? Definitely. So check us out next week. Peace out. And we'll see you next Monday. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.